What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And welcome beyond the mass, our weekly episodic podcast between the latest in news, reviews, rumors, and all the buzzes around the world of professional wrestling. I am your host, as always, DM, and I am joined this week by Alex. Howdy. Uh, well, a lot has gone on. Uh, we spoke that Cody Rhodes has left, I think, last week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, actually, well, we, we were talking about that he might be leaving, and then... Then it happened. Yeah, actually, it yeah. happened right after we wrapped up. So a follow yeah, right up after the show ended. I uh, WWE put out the the news that he was released. It's like they were waiting for us to wrap up before they just debunk everything we say. Um, there's going to be a lot of talk uh, essentially about Cody Rhodes, but uh, why don't we start the show this week uh, before we delve into uh, Cody? How the week's been? Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I've been doing some yard work, so, uh, and I'm out of shape, so that wasn't, uh, a lot of fun. But I did get incredibly wasted afterwards yesterday. Well, I guess that was all kind of worth it, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think I, you know those tall shot glasses that are like a two shots instead of one? Yeah. I had like three of those, so that was about six shots plus three, uh, glasses of, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, margaritas. Yeah. So, like, like nine or ten shots worth of tequila. I felt pretty good. I went to bed early though. Uh, other than that, uh, I beat I beat Doom, the new one. You feel proud of yourself, huh? Uh, well, I, I wanted to mention it because it's like if if you're looking for a game, an, a first-person shooter that isn't Call of Duty or Halo or anything like that, but but harkens back to the good old days with a little extra flair and just 
you want something cathartic that just lets you fucking murder things and feel good and yeah the Doom 2016 is is a hell of a game at least a single player multiplayer can fuck itself because it was like made by it was like what's the word um the the same people that made single player didn't make multiplayer it was like given out to another team and they suck and but yeah, single player is just old school rock and roll, kill demons, blood, heavy metal. It's all kinds of fun. That's sometimes all you you really need. I I guess you don't need all this complex, you know, hoopla no. and shit. This is very Doom guy doesn't talk. He speaks with his fists, and he is an incredibly lovable character because of it. Because everything he does with his fingers and his fists is like he just wants to beat shit up. Cracks his knuckles, punches things, shoots guns. It's like, this guy's a badass. This is fun. Well, he is Doom guy. Yeah. And, uh, other than that, um, uh, I don't know. I, I got a, I imported a bunch of soundtracks from, like, Dynasty Warriors and stuff like that and accidentally went over because, uh, because of a incident that happened earlier in the month, yeah, somebody somebody managed to get a hold of my earlier in the month managed to get a hold of my card details and was spending spending uh, money that was not theirs. Those uh, assholes. Yeah, uh, it was the like I had just made an eBay account to get uh, a soundtrack. Because I found that somebody on eBay had it, and I was like, sweet. And then the next day, all of a sudden, a bunch of, like, leopard print leggings were bought. What? And, like, flower leggings, and then, like, this cheap $80 computer, and it's like, who the fuck? I had to go to the bank, get that all sorted out. But in the process, I'm, uh, I went to actually, once we got the money back in, I went to buy something else, and it didn't, uh, I thought I had enough money in the bank. I didn't, because it didn't take the money out until... I got the item, so I thought I had already paid for it, and I didn't have enough, and I had to go borrow money and put it in the bank. And but it it'll be it's all fine now. So it's been interesting. Uh yeah, that's I'm sure that was a a fun experience. Something else happened over the week, and people have been messaging me nonstop about this. In fact, yeah, you're one of them. The whole Captain America Hail Hydra thing. I don't know where I stand on this because it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, and I think... You're not happy with it. No, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. It, it really doesn't. Yeah, this is the guy that not only has he been fighting Hydra for 75 years, but... Uh, he was considered so pure and perfect that he could wield Thor's uh, hammer, and it's like so. But he was secretly a a Nazi. Oh, <laughs> that just doesn't that doesn't add up. Yeah, I, I've spoken to friends about it, and you know they rubbed in my face. Yeah, Team Stark all the way. Yeah, he still lost. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. It really fucking doesn't. Because if you follow the mythos, he wouldn't be able to wield Thor's hammer. 
He wouldn't be able to do half the shit he's been able to do if he was pure. But if he's a sleeper agent for Hydra, no. Now, I have another comic friend who says, you know, they've done this with every fucking comic book character. You just need to settle down. And I go, no. I have a problem. It has nothing to do with the character. I have a problem with writing. When you come up with an idea, a character, and you just go with it, and then you just change the mythos altogether, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. Example, um, instead of Taker coming out in black, now he's all flower power. He was really a, a hippie the whole time. <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. That means you've spent the last 20-plus years building up this character just to change it. It doesn't and make any fucking sense. It's not, it, there is, it's not the first time they've done something crazy to get people to be like, whoa, what's going on with this comic? Can you believe it? Captain America's really a bad guy. Everybody's going to read it now. And I, I understand the need to do that, to spice things up. And I'm sure in like three months or less, they'll be like, uh, it was, he was, he was hypnotized. It was his twin brother. It was in some bullshit. But the writer right now is saying, no, it's not going to be like that. There's going to be serious repercussions from this and it's going to last for a long time. I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that eventually he's going to cave in. People are going to be like, this is stupid and he's going to have to try to cover his ass and fix things so that this basically is null and void. Because but, this uh, makes the entire MCU. As it stands right now, it's, it's pretty dumb. Yeah, I don't like it because it to me doesn't make any fucking sense. It, Your it, mic has gone to hell. Yeah, I've. I hate. We'll just we'll just deal with it. We will just deal with it. Um, I don't like it. I hate it. I think it's stupid. I I can't I I can't hear anything. Hydra has taken over your mind. And uh, it's kind of like how Spider Man's nine hundred ended, where Spider Man and Doc Ock switch bodies, and then Spider Man in Doc Ock's body was sent somewhere and then Spider-Man, who is really now Doc Ock, gets to fuck Mary Jane. Not how you want to end Spider-Man 900. Even Stan Lee didn't like it. You know, that's actually another thing I tried to look up. I wanted to see if Stan Lee had anything to say about Captain America. And I, I he hasn't said anything yet that I'm aware of, but I'd be interested to, to hear his take on it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything myself, so... But yeah, that's the whole, uh, just stupid. Just, I'm not a big fan of it. And, um, hopefully they retcon this whole thing and. Oh, hey, one hour ago, Stan Lee weighs in on Captain America Hydra Twist. Oh, I'm telling you, it's, it's weird. This will be so fun to edit out when I get that opportunity because there are just files all over the place. Uh, Cody Rhodes, the longtime WWE performer who parted ways with the company last Saturday, recently posted lists of talent he would like to work with on the independent scene now that he's able to. Rhodes listed several Ring of Honor, TNA, PWG, and independent talents, including Adam Cole, Dalton Castle, Mike Bennett, Moose, Chris Hero, Kurt Angle, Pat Buck, The Young Bucks, Katsuyui Shiba, and Roderick Strong. Rhodes also mentioned that he wants to enter PWG Battle of LA and wrote after 819, indicating he won't be free to wrestle outside of the WWE until then. You can check out Rhodes' list below, as well as a response from the Young Bucks regarding the Bullet Club. So Cody Rhodes has basically expressed his interest to work elsewhere other than WWE. This is a thing. 
this is actually a thing. I'm surprised. And, um, you know, I don't know what happened. Now, those of you that follow Beyond the Map, I posted Cody's article on what, how he felt. Basically, from what he's saying, he had million-dollar ideas. The writers weren't listening to him. And he just decided that it's just not in his best interest anymore. He wants to become a world champion. He wants to be... He doesn't want to be a gimmick anymore. He wants to be taken seriously. Blah, 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 blah. I understand that. I get that. Cody's gone. So, your take on this. I was uh, surprised to find out that he wasn't a fan of Stardust because I kind of figured it was his idea, but it turns out it wasn't, and he didn't want to be Stardust at all. Uh... I mean, not that I blame him. I mean, Stardust had a pretty low ceiling. Uh, And I think he could have been great because for a period of time when he was anti-authority with Goldust and fought the Shield and then there was that whole tag team run as as the Brotherhood, that was pretty good shit. I think he could have been a great face. I think the weird thing about it, though, is on Twitter, Cody was posting a uh, a Cody Rhodes return. Like, he was ditching the Stardust character altogether, so I don't understand what happened. I mean, maybe it was the way that they booked his return he didn't care for it, or... I just, I don't know. It's... It's sad. It's, it's that's absolutely sad. We have a uh, editorial from one of our listeners, and I'm going to read out at the end here. So, Cody, wherever you are, hopefully they treat you better than WWE did because even Eden, his wife, left WWE just like at random, just up and quit. That's strange. I didn't know Talon can just up and quit, but then again, CM Punk. You know, and we all know how much we love CM Punk. Well, he asked for his release, and they gave it to him. Uh, he even said it on the website. It says he's, he requested his release and was released because of it. As you know, nice guy. Uh, it looks like long time WWE star Glenn Kane Jacobs is looking to pursue his political aspirations. He spoke with local NBC affiliate WBIR this week and spoke about his serious consideration towards running as a Republican for the Knox County Tennessee mayor position in 2018, which means he's got two more years left. I think the most thing, the most important thing I care deeply about is the community, like a lot of people do. The only reason I would consider getting into any sort of government because I do care very deeply, and I think it's incumbent upon people who care about the communities to try to make a difference. Jacobs, who started in WWE in 1995, will turn turned 49 last month and has been very politically active over the years. So Kane as mayor. Yeah, I've seen I like it. it. I've seen some of his stuff over the years. He's a he's a sort of a he's a. Rep- I mean, he would run as a Republican, but he's more of a libertarian. Like he, uh, uh, fiscally conservative and socially liberal. I guess you say. I forget how to say. Yeah, that. he's the anomaly. He's one of the weird ones where he plays both sides, but for the right reasons, it's weird. But it should be interesting. Mayor Kane, I'll 
vote for him. And I don't even live in Tennessee. It's already being rumored that the WWE Women's title would be exclusive to one show. Oh, wait, I actually went way past it. Never mind, let's try this again. Those of you that have been living under a rock, there's a huge announcement going on, and it's about the WWE brand split. WWE split and SmackDown going live beginning Tuesday, July 19th, is belief that one show will feature Steph in charge of and the other show will have Shane. It is believed that while Vince McMahon and Triple H will continue running creative, current Raw and SmackDown head writers Ed Kosky and Ryan Ward will end up with more power since the creative writing teams will have more control and they won't have to consistently work together on ideas. It's already being rumored that the WWE Women's title would be exclusive to one show. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the tentative plan is for the women's division to be on both brands, but exclusive talk is there. The women's champion would be only one person to appear on both brands, with the exception of whoever the singles champion is. It was also noted that they're still looking on doing a Divas... No, a, a, let me start that over. It is noted... They are still looking at doing two world titles again, but this is not a lock, and they could end up with just one top champion. The WWE tag team titles are still also up in the air, but anyone is still saying that the United States title will be on one show, and the Intercontinental title will be on the other. There's been talk of having two sets of tag champions, and that would work on both shows. No, it won't. The WWE draft is rumored for July 11th in Detroit, but it's not a lock. There are people in the WWE campaigning for a hard split of the rosters, while others want a soft split with top stars making guest appearance on the shows, allowing for more unique top matches on TV or pay-per-view events. The Observer also noted that is the eternal belief that John Cena will be the main star on SmackDown, while Roman Reigns will be the top star on Raw. That should be switched. There's still no word on what will happen with several top stars, including Brock. It's believed that Lesnar will end up on Raw whenever he feels like it, and SummerSlam whenever the for SummerSlam. But the word is that even his brand is not a lock at this point. As noted, everything is still up in the air, and one guarantee is that plans will change over the next month or so. As WWE is saying, all one big question will be answered within the next few weeks. So they're going back to the brand split. Is this a good idea? Alex, I'm going to weigh on you first. I don't know. Uh, seeing as how I missed most of the brand split because I was absent from wrestling for a long period of time, it's kind of hard to say. I only kept up with the brand split through the video games. and uh, But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it can, it, it'll be interesting for sure. I, I think it could be good. I think the one question that no one has asked is, what happens to the three-hour Raw? Stays three hours. So we're going to split the roster in half and still have a three-hour Raw. Yeah. How are you going to do that? I don't know. But that? I don't see Vince saying, let's go back to two hours. I don't see it. Yeah, but I can't see... With as full of a roster as you have, I can understand going three hours. But now taking the roster and splitting it in half and then telling that half to go three hours is just crazy. So, I don't... I don't know. I don't know if this is a... Going three hours was a dumb idea to begin with. The brand split is a good idea. It worked in the past, but... I think the problem is... Are they going to have exclusive pay-per-views, like SmackDown-only pay-per-views and Raw-only pay-per-views? And 
if they're yeah, trying to if they're trying to recreate that magic, it's not going to work. Because they kind of tried doing it with the Attitude Era for the last five years, and it's not working. They need to stop trying to rekindle old magic and just go, fuck it, let's just move on. When we get to the pay-per-view, you'll hear my thoughts on it. But a brand split? Why not? Let's give it a try. What's the, the worst that can happen is it doesn't work, and they just say, fuck it. Yeah, so the brand split's going to happen. It's hopefully it's it's going to be something. It's going to be something. I hope that this is a good thing, and that it's not just trying to rekindle the lost magic, because that is something that WWE has been trying to do for the last five years: is rekindle the old magic. And a lot of people booed the Rocket Mania this year. Let's just put it that way: old magic. That's going to do it for the news. There wasn't a lot of news, but we do have an editorial. From one of our listeners, I'm going to read it out. It's a long one, so hold on to your seats. <sighs> I have been watching wrestling in the, from the early 90s to 2000s on the WWF WE Network for 9.99. I thought to myself, man, it was great watching wrestlers like The Undertaker, Stone Cold, Bret Hart, etc., etc. I was wondering if it was simply nostalgia or something else that draws me to their talent pool of the past rather than the current. Now, don't get me wrong. And then the product that is, the wrestling, is better today than it was back then. And don't get me started on the Attitude Era. I can't stand it. But then it dawned upon me. At any given moment in the early to mid-90s, WWE had more stupid superstars per capita than it has today, or the recent, say, 10 years. With the stupidly high instances of injury and piss-poor booking, you only have three top guys, Cena, Reigns, and possibly Rollins. All the other contenders... Our top-tier mid-carders at best only being showcased because WWE doesn't have an option. It shows a disconnect and a lack of drive to beat the competitive, the competition of today's wrestling market. Say what you will about Alex, say what you will, Alex, about CM Punk, but he may have had a point. Recently, being corroborated by Ryback and now Cody, there is a problem, a serious problem. I give Vince all the credit and respect in the world, but I think it's time for him to step back for the sake of his company and his talent. Maybe with someone else in charge, we'll get rid of these yes-men writers and staff and get some actual professionals in the chair. I mean, could you imagine, in a perfect world, Heyman and JR running creative and Triple H running talent? Say what you want about Triple H and his ego, but look at NXT. Look how the talent are treated and look and how they're booked compared to the main roster. Please, Finn, stay in NXT for a heel run against Hideo. I am optimistic about the future, but cautiously so. Vince, we love you, but I think it's time. So, that was from one of our listeners who's been watching, obviously, wrestling for a long time. And he does have a point. It might be time... Possibly for, I, I don't want to be the one to jump on the get rid of Vince bandwagon because I'll just be jumping on the same PG kills WWE bandwagon and I hate those people. They, I, I hate those people. But is there a point? Has talent, especially when you have Ryback and Cody Rhodes looking to get out, is there a problem? I mean, Alex, you've been a long-time watcher, so you're kind of the the anomaly here. What's your opinion on the state of pro wrestling as it is? Uh, you're still enjoying it. Yes. I mean, I, I think I'm one of the few people who does still enjoy it, so I'm not sure I'm the best guy to ask about that, you know? Uh, I don't know what to say, really. I mean, it's not that it's not without flaws and problems and stuff. I just feel like the good outweighs the bad. 
I feel like it's still something you can sit back and have fun with. And I mean, I don't know. I, I hate to call people jaded. Well, some people are jaded. It's it's absolutely true. Some I people feel are. like I feel like there's a lot of nostalgia, the rose tinted glasses that just really make you feel like things back in the day were better. And of course, you can cor- you can you can corroborate that with the fact that wrestling's ratings were fucking through the roof, and it was considered like the golden age, you know. And and uh, but I think regardless of how good it gets nowadays, it'll never reach that level again. And that has nothing to do with. I mean, they could write the best show possible in everyone's eyes and have the best stars and everything, but I don't think it'll ever reach where it was because. It was just, it was just like a perfect time. It was a, it was perfect timing for wrestling and and the world. It was, it was a time where wrestling could be mainstream, but I think it'll never be mainstream again, regardless of how good it gets. See, wrestling back in the Attitude Era was a buzzword because it submitted to pop culture, grunge. And rock and roll, and there was like a renaissance of pop culture. And pro wrestling kind of found a niche to kind of fall into that pop culture. Unfortunately, all those people have grown up, and they don't want to do the grunge anymore. They don't want to do the rock and roll anymore. They don't want to... Now it's all... The landscape has totally changed. The landscape has completely changed. And I think the hard part... With the reason why some people focus on ratings is you have TiVo, you have Netflix, you have Hulu. WWE makes it so fucking easy for you to watch your product that you don't really have to watch it live anymore. But I think a real part of the problem, I don't really think it stems from Vince. I think the whole industry as a whole has changed, but something in the locker room hasn't quite evolved, and I think that's where the disconnect is. Yeah, I mean... I mean, strictly speaking, like, I think the product is fine, but the industry, that's like a whole different, that's a whole different can of worms. I mean, the way they treat their people backstage, um, I mean, I'm not there, I can't say what goes on, but I mean, I do know a few things. I mean, from what I understand, they don't pay for their road fare or their hotel fare unless it's like a like WrestleMania or something. I, I, I mean, from what I understand, they don't pay for that stuff. That's up to the, to the talents to drive to where they're going to go and pay for their, their everything along the way as well as their hotel room and stuff. So that kind of sucks. But and I also want to throw a power play move in there. If I'm a talent and I go to WWE and they say, yes, we want you to work with us, okay. Um, I'm going to sign a contract. I'll work with you guys for a year. This is what you're paying me. Okay, how am I getting to the shows? Oh, well, you're driving there. Okay, well, my rates just went up. Right? (laughs) If you're an independent contractor, don't you have a right to do that? If WWE is giving you money to wrestle for their company and you have no way to get there, that's where I think kind of the disconnect is. So I still still can't sit here and go... WWE doesn't pay for their talents to travel. I think it's for, if it's from like state to state, yeah, okay, just get in the car and drive. But I'm talking if it's from like New York to LA or from Texas to Canada, they got to keep their talent 
you know, pretty well maintained because all talent has to do is, no, I'm not going. I can't fucking get there. I don't have any money to get there, so fuck you. Why hasn't that happened more often? Uh, I guess people, regardless of if they have spare cash, will manage to find some way to get there because they don't want to lose their job. I I think that's why a lot of uh, wrestlers travel together so they can split the money. I mean, I, I I can't think of anybody that just goes alone. I think Big Show does. He has a bus. Yeah, well, he by yeah he has he definitely has a bus. CM Punk had a bus. Yeah, well, I mean, CM Punk isn't the one complaining about travel. I mean, I think if you have a tour bus, you're probably uh, set well enough with money that you're probably not worrying nearly as much. I mean, I'm pretty sure CM Punk was making some pretty goddamn good money. Well, according Big, to him, Big no, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, not enough to him, of course. But uh, and I would say Big Show probably makes decent cash too. I'm sure he does. But even if it's the travel and it's all that, I think the question is, what has been going on? A lot of talent has been asking for their. You know, I want to leave. When Cody Rhodes is the guy to say I want out of WWE, that's a red flag. That makes me go, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and that wasn't even a travel thing. That's him straight up saying, you know. Uh, I don't like what the writers were giving me. They were ignoring me when I wanted to do something else. And that sucks, and I don't like that. And did he say he talked to Vince? I feel like he mentioned it. He may have mentioned it to Vince. Um, I think he even spoke to Triple H. Um, But he said it was more so down to the two head writers that were just... Now we're messing with them, and I'm... I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, he, it was interesting what he said about Triple H. Triple H made it sound like, well, everybody has a role to fill, Cody. So, I mean, he made it sound like Triple H sounded like an asshole. And, which is kind of interesting, because, you know, everybody gives Triple H a pass because of NXT, and I, I don't know. I mean, I think Triple H is an okay guy, and this is just one man's story. I mean, but, I mean, I feel like, and I'm not, like, blaming Cody if things sucked. I mean, because I like Cody Rhodes. But uh, at the same time, I mean, i got to say the same thing as I said to CM Punk. You know, if it really sucks, I mean, maybe you should, like, have a straight-up talk with Vince and be like, hey, change needs to fucking happen with my character here, or I'm just going to fucking quit. And, I mean, that's what CM Punk did, but that wasn't about his character. It was about a lot of other things. And... It sounds like Cody Rhodes didn't go through with through that particular thing. He just he was just fed up with the writers and said, you know what, fuck it, I can get I can do better elsewhere and and he requested his release. I think it might be time for WWE to get rid of the writers. Not completely, but I think scale them back and go look. We have guys like Cody. We have guys like Cena. We have guys like Seth. We have guys like Jericho. and They don't need writers. They they don't. They just need to be told, this is the feud you're going to have. Go for it. And I think there's certain talent 
that I think get frustrated because the writers tell them to do something and they can't perform it because it's not in their I don't want to say it's not in their character, but you know, you get you look at NXT. It's just like like William Regal and it was I was gonna, and Dusty Rhodes, but he's dead. But it's very limited down there, and NXT is flourishing. People don't need writers; they just need direction. That's all they need, and I think that might be the route WWE kind of has to go. Is- I also think that. Whatever they end up giving you with the script, if you don't like it, fuck it. Do your own thing out there. I mean, what the fuck are they going to do? As long as you, as long as you don't go out there and say fuck all, you know, and then insert minority here, I, I think you'll be all right. Just go with a basically what was supposed to happen and and give the finger to the writers. I mean, not like actually give the finger to them. You probably get in trouble with the kind of way the places run. But because uh, I mean, just. Here's the thing that I will give CM Punk credit for. He he said fuck the writers a lot. Like, they would give him a script and he would be like, nope, not reading this. I'm going to go out and do my own thing. And it was obvious because he said whatever the fuck he wanted to say. And uh, Steve Austin, whenever he shows up and they want to give him some kind of run through before he goes out there, he's like, nope, fuck that shit. And uh, even, even Ryback said that he had complete uh, – I mean, obviously he – he didn't have control over, you know, if he was going to win or lose, but he said he had creative control over how his character was run, which which makes me think, you know, other people could have that. I think, and we've heard this before, that Vince is, like, big on people who are willing to stand up for themselves and and grab that brass ring or whatever the fuck he wants to say. But uh, I think you just he he wants more people to have balls. If you've, if you've got enormous grapefruits and you, but you notice the, the people writers, that have balls are the ones that end up leaving. Well, I mean, there's a cup. I mean, I I bet you Cena does not go entirely by script. Well, no, I'm, I'm sure he. I'm sure he does. Nobody could write some of the shit that he said. But yeah, I mean. I think Vince is uh, the kind of guy that is pleased with people who are willing to kind of take it into their own hands and try to work with him more as opposed to just being a yes man. Yeah, I'm again, I don't know what goes on back there, but I think it might be time for the writers to take a step back and go, we want a story between Ryback and Cody where Ryback's the bad guy and Cody's the good guy. Go out there and figure it out. Yeah, go out there and figure it out. Or call the two talents in and go, this is what we want to do. What kind of ideas do you have? And if they have got no ideas, that's where you kind of let the writers... You know what I mean? It should be more of a collaboration versus, you know, stuff. Who was this guy that sent the the, e- or the email to you anyway? Oh, that was uh, Donald Herco. He... Uh, Talks to me all the time, loyal. He mentioned me by name. I thought that was funny. It's like I don't know this guy, <laughs> but he's talking about. You're making enemies everywhere you go, Alex. That's going to do it for the news. Why don't we get into the pay per view that was Extreme Rules?
And for my money, I think Extreme Rules was a favorable uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, I would say it was pretty damn good. I mean, there was a there was a couple things in there that weren't perfect. There was one match I didn't care for, and we'll get to that. And I'm sure there's going to be people with pitchforks and flames, but I'm sorry, it's the truth. I think I think there was enough good to go around. Oh yeah, that be a, for that to be like a four out of five star pay per view. I'll give it three and a half, borderline four, because there were a couple matches that were just insane. Uh, the opening contest, which actually was the dark match, was Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. Corbin gets the win because it was a no disqualification match, and Corbin wins with a low blow. Okay. <laughs> it served its purpose, but Dolph Ziggler sold that low blow like he just got shot in the heart. I actually generally don't like the way they sell a low blow in wrestling because they scream and they act like it's like... <sighs> I, I don't, getting kicked in the balls is painful, but to describe it as pain is not correct. It's very different from normal pain. And it's like, if you're going, ah, that's not, no, that's not the sound you make when you get kicked in the balls. You're completely out of breath. You're unable to scream. You're like, <laughs> that's, that's more like what you'd sound like. For all the women listeners, um, yeah, you don't scream when you get kicked in the balls. You tend to be a little speechless. <laughs> yeah, it's a very uh, funny feeling, and it's not like a normal pain. It is very different, and you are out of breath, and yeah. Doesn't feel good. The opening contest was Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows going up against the Usos. Holy shit, was this an awesome way to open the show. I says, well, good luck to the rest of the show because there's nothing topping this. Uh, the club, I'll just say it right now, the club get the win. It's about fucking time. <laughs> they had to get a win on the Usos, on Team Samoan once, and this would be it. It's pretty crazy seeing the Usos lose a match on pay-per-view, actually. I, I feel like it's been ages. And you know what's really weird is this year they were voted as Tag Team of the Year. They were gone for six months, and they're getting booed. I completely forgot they were voted. It kind of makes you wonder. last year. It was this year's. It was January Slammies. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were voted as Tag Team of the Year, but they were gone for six months, and now they're getting booed. I don't get it. Who voted those people? Right? I don't know. So... The club get the win. Awesome. This show is getting off to an awesome start. Rusev defeats Kalisto and becomes the United States champion. Well, you got your wish, Alex. Rusev is new U.S. champion. I, uh, the match wasn't, like, amazing. It was, it was fine. He killed was, him. He absolutely just, killed yeah, him. Yeah, I was just happy that Rusev won. And, and yeah, he, he, uh, was pretty dominant. Kalisto did not look like he had much of a chance. Yeah, they told an awesome story in the ring, and Callisto was just like a fly sw- was like a fly to a tornado. He just he didn't fly have a to a tornado. He didn't have a chance. So go Rusev, I think. I guess. And there's supposed to be a rematch on SmackDown, so we'll see how that goes. The New Day goes up against the Vaude Villains, and this was a tag match. New Day get the, the win and retain. This was a very quick tag match. 
I didn't think it was going to be that quick, to be 100% honest. I think the New Day are going to hold the titles for, like, a record. Or maybe not a record, but maybe the a record for the time. Well, they're going to they're gonna try. We then get probably the match of the night. And I say this because there's only one other match that came close. The Miz, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, the Fatal 4-Way. That was a hell of a match. This was absolutely insane. The Miz retains. But holy shit, this was an amazing Fatal 4-Way. And I think all four guys deserve a uh, standing ovation. And despite what everyone says about how much they hate The Miz, he plays the part well. He plays his role so well that you legitimately hate him. That is why he's still wrestling. Uh, The fact that he married uh, Maurice is another way. That works perfect to get him over as a heel because he married up. His, yeah, he did. Maurice is way ahead of him. <laughs> I mean, she's she's got a fucking amazing face. She's got a great body. And nothing against the Miz. He's not a bad-looking guy, but it's like you look at him and you look at her and it's like, wow. <laughs> and so that helps because he's just this fucking prick and you've got this totally hot chick that digs him, doesn't just kisses him every time he's on screen, doesn't do anything but worship him. And he plays the biggest, most annoying prick in the world, other than Kevin Owens. And, uh, yeah, it's, he's, he's great at his job. Absolutely. He may not be, I mean, he's a passable wrestler, but he's a great heel. I think he does the job really well, you know, considering. So, hats off to all four of them. Yeah, the, the multiple, um, false finishes. I mean, oh my god, there were so many. I thought so many times it was going to be over. And it was like, oh, no, it's not. Nope, 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 nope. No. Oh, shit, now it's over and Miz retains. Whoa. That was a match. So hats off to... At this point, it was like there's no match that can compete. There's absolutely no match that can compete. Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho in the Asylum match. Um, Alex, you go first. It was alright. I mean, the fact that the crowd didn't give a shit that, that Dean Ambrose jumped off the cage is, is worrisome, though. I mean, he jumped off the cage and the crowd didn't even pop. They're just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you what the problem they po- is. They popped when the thumbtacks came out. But uh, that was about it. I'll tell you what the problem is. People are starting to realize that Dean Ambrose is not the guy that everyone hoped he would be. I'm sure Dean Ambrose is a great guy. I'm sure he's a great wrestler. I'm sure he's everything that the internet claims that he is. They need to do something with him now. The lunatic fringe gimmick is done. It has lost its edge. His, it's it's done. I am one hundred percent 
done with Ambrose. And it's not a mark on him. It's not the... Maybe it is the writing. I don't know. I want to see something different. I'm done with the Ambrose character. It... This match bored me. From beginning I mean, to end, it bored me. There I mean, were funny got, there were funny moments with the nunchucks and all that stuff. Yeah. But I think once it hit the fifteen minute mark, it's like, alright, this match should be over. This match went on for a half hour. Way too long for a match that was supposed to be brutal and violent. Uh no. No. I will take my hats off and say they wrestled a good fight, but this was so this was slow. This was sloppy. This was. I was bored, and I should not be bored of a Chris Jericho match. And I don't want to say it was Jericho and Ambrose's. You know, this, this did not work. And when you have your fans chanting "boring" and "we want Seth," it's time to repackage Dean. I hate to say it, folks, but his push is done. I don't think the gimmick is the problem. I think he doesn't... For one, he very rarely wins. Uh, for two, for somebody that's crazy, he doesn't get to be crazy enough. He should be having Mick Foley matches like every night. And uh, also, uh, he's basically doing less than five moves of Doom. Yeah, he's up to four now. He, I mean, it's like, I want to say there's, um, yeah, I'm having trouble already <laughs> just thinking of the moves he does. There's the chops, dirty deeds, the pendulum clothesline, and the flying elbow. That's it. Yeah, he, he does the he does the punch, chop, punch, chop, and then he'll go in, bounce off the ropes, uh, do the lunatic lariat after somebody throws him into the ropes and he rebounds. Which everyone now sees. Yeah, and they I mean, it, it used like, to be, holy shit, where'd he pull that from? Now it's literally, here it comes, boom, boom. And, it, and it's a good-looking clothesline. It's just, it's, oh, it's been done too many times now. You know who has a good clothesline? Luke Harper. You know what he does? He stands there and hits you. That never <laughs> gets old. <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, I... I don't think they need to drop his gimmick completely. I think, I mean, I think that would be kind of strange at this point because he is still over. I mean, he may not be as over as he was, but completely changing one of the members of the Shield's gimmick, I, I don't see that happening. I think, I mean, I, they could tweak it, but he would still be that crazy guy. He still needs to be the crazy guy, Dean Ambrose, but they could make him actually crazy. And actually win most of his matches. He's won the last, don't want to say two matches that he had on pay-per-view. But for the majority of his run in the past couple years, he has not been a winner. I just, yeah. And again, I'm bored with him. I, he's not doing anything for me, and that's a problem. Because he's one of the guys that everyone says, he's the talent. I hate to say it, but your other Shield member wrestle. Here's my thing: Look at Dean Ambrose. Okay, he should not be wrestling slow. Now you could argue the fact: Well, maybe he's injured. They're all injured. They rest. I've seen Big Daddy V wrestle faster than you. This is, there is something wrong here, and these fans were pretty much going. We're done with Ambrose. 
I think his push might be done. Even though he got he beat Jericho, it was kind of a oh, fuck. It took you three thirty fucking minutes. Shit. It's almost like he has to hit his spots or he can't continue the match. The only thing they didn't use was the potted plant. And I was actually worried that, oh, fuck, here we go. Now I'm going to climb up and get the potted plant and do a spot there. So, I think he either need, needs to go crazier and not just pretend to be crazy, or he needs to wrestle like a normal person like he did with Triple H. Because the match you have with Triple H... He did all kinds of stuff he doesn't normally do. He did a lot of wrestling moves, and it was good. Yeah, I think these gimmick matches just don't work with Ambrose, which is bizarre because he's the crazy guy. I think he's just sitting in the middle here, and it's not working. He needs to go to one extreme or the other. Yeah. He needs to either be a wrestler, or he needs to just start you know, ripping his own fucking teeth out and throwing them at people or something. I don't know. He needs to go insane. Yeah, they need, they need to pick something with Dean because it's for me it's not working and it hasn't been working for a while. And it's you know it's funny because everybody gives Roman shit, but and 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 not without reason. But if you're going to give Roman shit, you've got to give Dean shit too. No, they'll give Dean Ambrose a pass because he's the internet star. He's the morning glory. He's they the internet will not shit on Dean Ambrose, but yet they'll shit all over Roman Reigns. And when we get to his match, it's comparing apples to a watermelon. It, you can't fucking compare. And if you, well, when we get to it, we'll get to it. Uh, Charlotte versus Natalia. Submission match. Charlotte wins with the figure eight because now Brooke is Ric Flair's love child or something. I. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that was about either. I don't know. Uh,. I'm going to give that match a pass because I'm allowed. Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles, Extreme Rules. This was a fucking insane match. Roman Reigns beats AJ Styles and retains the championship. People booed him out of the building. Okay, folks, here's where I break it down. Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Chris Jericho, AJ Styles. So we have Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns versus Jericho and AJ Styles. Safe to say, they're not the same particular wrestler, but they're a similar. I mean, they're high flying and they're you know this, that, and the other, and blah 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 blah. You put Dean Ambrose in a cage, and it just doesn't fucking work. You have Roman Reigns and AJ not caged, and the match was fucking amazing. The fans were booing Roman Reigns out of the building. I walked out of this match going, I'm fucking pissed that AJ Styles lost. But the match was fucking, excuse me, the match was fucking awesome. Yeah, so, and what gets me, what ticks me off is both of these guys were laying it out there. But every time Roman did something cool, the fans went, you still suck! You still suck! And it's like, that is the most bullshit chant you can give somebody. So they do something that entertains you, and you immediately go, uh, "Well, uh, uh, you still suck." You just just because you did something cool, and then he does another cool thing. Well, you still suck. It's it's like, oh my god, give the poor guy a chance. I'm not saying he's the greatest champion of all time, or even close, 
I'm not saying he's a great talker, but Jesus Christ, when he puts on a decent match, better than decent, a good match with AJ, and it's not AJ did not carry him. I don't. Th- that's bullshit. No, AJ did that. not carry him. Roman stood on his own two feet. He beat the shit out of AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns earned this victory. I will take my hat off and go, Roman. The same thing with Brock Lesnar. He had an amazing fight with Brock Lesnar, and everyone forgot about that. He had an amazing fight with Brian Danielson. He had an amazing fight with all these people, and they're still shitting on him. And I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns mark. I'm not. But when he, what he does works, and the fans are pissed off. And I'm in Alex's same boat. I'm getting tired of these fans picking their favorites, and their favorites could suck. Like, suck. And they'll cheer them. And the guys that are actually working, they'll boo. And I think that's kind of the era that we're in with, with pro wrestling now is this is why WWE doesn't push the wrestlers they like because the wrestlers they like, let's face it, they're not cutting the mustard. I'm sorry. I would love to make Dean Ambrose a champion, but I want to see more than three moves. Um, then Seth Rollins made his return, and everyone cheered, and, you know, the second coming of Rollins, and yay, and stuff. I was I was pretty excited over that. I like Rollins. Yeah, Rollins is, you know, he's great. You know, we're finally going to get the match that we haven't seen, because it only took two fucking years. Um, so, an amazing main event, and the fans don't carry the way. They booed him out of the building, because he still sucks. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he, he really doesn't. I take my hats off to Roman Reigns. You know what Roman has to do from now on? Honestly, come down to the ring with the belt on his shoulder, and then as he's walking down the aisle, just give people the finger. He he just needs to be... Just seriously, just walk down the ring, middle finger out. Not say, don't say anything, just have the camera focus on him, give him the finger. The fans will get louder, and he'll just stand there. Just fucking stand there. Don't let him talk. Just have him point at the finger. It'll piss off the fans more. It'll give them the reaction that they obviously want, and Roman will still continue to be world champion. That's it. Just fuck it. Don't not acknowledge the fans. Piss them off. If they're going to boo you, give them a reason to boo. You beat their guy, and you give them the finger. No, fuck you. Fuck you. I don't suck. Because if I sucked, I wouldn't be world champion. Fuck you. Fuck you. You especially. Fuck you. And you go up to a fan, you take your middle finger, and you put it right in his face. You go, no, no, fuck you. You paid money to see me, not the other way around. Fuck you. Booking. Do it. But they won't, because he's the guy. That's extremely intimidating. Can someone please change that? That's going <laughs> to do it for Extreme Rules. When we get into Monday Night Raw. And it opened up with Seth Rollins coming down to the ring, and the crowd went absolutely fucking crazy. And it didn't take long for Seth Rollins to go, I didn't need you fucking people. You know what? You were booing me when I was in the shield, and fuck you all. I didn't need you to get better. I didn't need you to get stronger. Fuck every last one of you motherfuckers. Out comes Roman Reigns, who's all, still the guy. Fuck. 
I'm a world champion. Kick your ass. Here comes Shane McMahon. No, you know what? I'm wrestling Jesus. You're trying to be Jesus. And Roman Reigns, doesn't matter what you do, they're going to boo you anyway. So let's just do it. Money in the Bank, Rollins, Reigns, title match. Do it. So we're finally going to get the match that we've wanted to see for the last two years. And the people will still fucking boo. People. (laughs) Yeah. That's just what they're going to do. Tonight is Money in the Bank qualifiers. And the first match is Sheamus versus Sami Zayn. To which Sheamus is all, look at this little fella. Ah, fuck him up. He ain't even worth the fucking shite on my boot. Ah, fuck his ass. Sami Zayn wins. Sami Zayn beat Sheamus. In a battle of gingers. Yeah, in a battle of gingers, Sami Zayn beat Sheamus. I kind of, I kind of wanted to see their, their big boots collide. Like the Haluva kick runs into the, uh, the bro <coughs> kick. I'd be afraid that Sami Zayn's leg would break if their their feet collided. <coughs> I'm dying here. Hail Hydra. Uh, <laughs> we go backstage and Apollo Crews is with Renee Young and he asks if um, you have an advantage against Chris Jericho and he's all, man, I'm just here to make money. I hear it Monday Night Raw and I'm going to make with smiles on motherfuckers' faces. Jericho, he's great. I'm greater because I'm black. I'm proud. I'm loud. I'm Apollo Crews, motherfucker. Yeah. New Day comes out and they have cake because they have cake. And Raw they, was 1,200. Raw was 1,200 and they have cake. Social Outcast beat up the New Day. New Day beat like up the social. Yeah, it was. That's what they were celebrating. Yeah. Heath Slater gets cake in the face. New Day get the win. Hello. Hello again, I think. I think, if you can hear me. Yes? Maybe? Uh, I can't hear you. So you can't hear a thing. At all. Because I can hear you, but you can't hear me. So you can't hear me at all. Mike check one two three Mike check one two three hello hey, yeah I can hear you can you hear me now can you hear me can you hear me I can okay everything good in the hood <laughs> yeah I uh, you know next month I'll buy a new mic I hope hopefully this will fix this. Yeah, I hope it's not the internet, but let's, let's we'll try this again. God, I have a lot of editing to do. So, New Day beat the social outcast. Slater gets cake in the face. Okay. 
Money in the Bank qualifying match, The Miz versus Cesaro. Uh, I don't quite get why Miz would be in this match because he's Intercontinental Champion, but, you know, whatever, it had to happen. Uh, the end result, though, is Cesaro gets the win. He beats him with the Gotch Neutralizer. They're now calling it the Gotch Neutralizer. I'm not sure why they added a name to it, but whatever, Cesaro wins. Well, it's going to be funny when he fights Simon Gotch. Yeah, because that'll be weird. We go backstage, and Rollins is all, Stephanie, <laughs> I want to hug you. Oh, my God, did your tits get big? And she's all, no, things have changed. Shake my hand. Status quo. That's strange. Money in the Bank match, Apollo Crews versus Chris Jericho. Apollo, well, he tried, but Chris Jericho is the best in the world at what he does. He beats Apollo Crews, and Chris Jericho is in the Money in the Bank match. I don't know why. Eh, he won't win. No, but, you know, we go backstage again, and Barry Corman is all, I don't give a fuck what these people think of me. Ah, fuck Dolph Ziggler right in his ass. So if Zillow comes out and he's all, fucking please, you watch my fucking match. I'll show you how to fucking wrestle because shit. Big Kaz comes out with Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore cuts the same promo that he's been cutting for the last couple months. I hope that's part of his... Taka Skywalker. Yeah, word for word. So it's Big Kaz versus Bubba Ray. Big Kaz gets the win. They are pushing Kaz. Yeah. They really are. Charlotte Flair comes out with her father, Rick and Dana Brooke, and she's all, Dana, oh, yes, Dana, fucking Dana, 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 Dana. Dad, fuck you. Fuck you, get out of my ring, 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 please get out of my ring, get out of my ring, fuck you, get out of my ring, 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 please get out of my ring, 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 get the fuck. I know what they were trying to do. I don't think it worked because either Charlotte was getting choked up because it was too real of a promo or it wasn't sinking in that Flair had to get out of the ring. She must have said, please leave the ring 14 times. Yeah. Also, Ric Flair was like drunk still. I mean, the first thing you said to her, he's like, I'm so proud of you and Arn Anderson. And <laughs> you're just like... What the fuck are you talking about, Rick? He just starts saying random shit. It's like, oh my god, it's just... And, and you have no idea. I mean, when you were this tall, Arn Anderson was... was, And then and then I was drinking and... <laughs> it's just like, what is he talking about? And then, yeah, she gets all choked up trying to... Trying to tell him off and she, she is very easily perturbed by the crowd well she, yeah because she kept going you people need to shut up it was basically charlotte cutting the same promo three or four times because flair didn't leave the ring so she kept going back to the well and flair wasn't leaving the ring so i don't know if this was i don't want to say it was charlotte's fault but i don't want to say it was flair's fault but it's like it went nowhere. It was five and a half minutes of just, I know what they're trying to do, but Flair's not leaving the ring and she keeps yelling at the crowd. Please, Flair, leave the ring. 
Arn Anderson, my drinking buddy. <sighs> Money in the Bank qualifying match, Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. Everyone had hopes for Dolph Ziggler. But Dolph Ziggler's not going to get a win because that would be stupid. Dean Ambrose gets the win, so now Dean Ambrose is in Money in the Bank because reasons. But Chris Jericho is also in Money in the Bank. So, okay. Yeah. Baron Corbin's not in it. I don't think. Why not? I think there's still uh, still two slots left. Well, we'll we'll find out eventually, won't we? Uh, we then go backstage, and Ric Flair doesn't know where the fuck he is, and he exits the wrong door. That's no joke. AJ Styles comes down to the ring and says, "Fuck that Roman Reigns, man." Shit. Damn, he's good. All credit, he's the man. No, he's the guy. Let's get that right. He's the guy. But if it wasn't for the club and the bloodline, I would have won. Innocent and Gallows took exception to that. And they come down to the ring and they're all, Yeah, boy, what the fuck? You saying it's our fucking fault? Kiss my fucking ass. You're out of the club. Suck our dicks. AJ versus Kevin Owens. This was a good match. This was a really good match. AJ loses. Kevin Owens is now in Money in the Bank. That's a huge win for Kevin Owens. That is a very huge win, considering this was clean. And I'm proud. Yeah. I'm I'm proud for Owens. I'm I'm really happy that Owens got the win. But I'm holding my head, going, AJ needed this, and they took it away. Is it because he's injured? Or? No, I, I think it's because they're, he's going to do something with. Luke and yeah, you they, think even though they kind of separated? Yeah, no, I think it'll he'll be against them. So that's the plan. Yeah, that's what I think. I hope you're right because I don't think they paid AJ Styles forty eight billion dollars just to lose. Um, no, I'm sure they have plans for AJ because uh, so I think after going toe to toe with Roman twice at nearly winning, who is their fucking top-tier guy. Kevin Owens beating AJ is a fucking monumental win. It's a huge win. Is he going to win Money in the Bank? Probably not. I think they're going to give that to Sammy. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know who they're going to give it to yet. We'll have to see who all is in it. I think that's it, to, to be honest. I don't think there's anybody else that I know of because I haven't caught SmackDown yet, because I think they're going live now. But that's Monday Night Raw, a decent show. The Money in the Bank qualifying matches were awesome, especially uh, Owens and, and AJ. But it makes me go, oh, what are they doing? I hope they know what they're doing, and they're not just prematurely burying AJ, just, just to bury him. I don't think they're doing that, but... Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for Monday Night Raw. Why don't we get into uh, SmackDown? As long as it takes to get what's rightfully mine. <laughs> it's Thursday night smackdown right now. Peace. 
Yes, yeah, so SmackDown has changed its day so many fucking times. It's Tuesday SmackDown, Thursday SmackDown, Friday SmackDown, Saturday SmackDown, Christmas SmackDown. It's the only fucking one that... Shit. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so SmackDown starts off with Michael Cole in the ring. Uh, on the mic. And, uh, uh, Dean Ambrose was there too. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. Uh, he's like, well, Dean, you had a great victory over Chris Jericho in the first ever asylum match. And, uh, uh, you're qualified for the money in the bank on Raw and, your fellow qualifying uh, Ke- uh, superstar Kevin Owens uh, is uh, he's uh, he's a real dick. He's fat. I don't like him. And uh, no, I wish I wish Michael Cole said that. Uh, what actually happened was uh, Dean Ambrose spoke for a while. Then Kevin Owens' music hit. Kevin Owens comes down and immediately says, "Michael Cole, get out of my ring! Get out of my ring, Michael Cole! I swear to fuck, I will beat the shit out of you!" not get out of my ring. Michael Cole, get the fuck out! Go! Get out of the fucking ring! I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to smell you. Stay over there behind your stupid little desk, you motherfucker. And then, uh, you got Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose in the ring and they're like, I don't like you. I don't like you. Sami Zayn comes out. He's like, well, hey, guys, what's going on here? I don't like either of you. I'm going to beat you up. And then Alberto Del Rio interrupts, and he's like, hey, Peros, uh, muchos, hey, Peros, 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 you're a bunch of Peros. And, uh, andale. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just do the fucking, um, what is that? Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, he should just sound like that. He'd be stereotypical, almost racist Mexican. Uh. Arriba, arriba, it's me, Alberto Darío. The Frito Bandito. Oh my god, I hope not. <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh. Alberto Darío has to fight Zack Ryder. Uh. I think. Unless I'm remembering wrong. Uh, that sounds like a match I put on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, that's it's right. I'm looking at it now. Um, so Owens took advantage of the opportunity of everybody acting like assholes, and he attacked Sami Zayn, and uh, Ambrose attacked Owens. And then Zayn got back up and tried to kick Owens, but nearly kicked Ambrose in the face and stopped just short of his face and backed off. And uh, a moment later, Ambrose was like, well, fuck, I don't care if you didn't hit me. I'm going to hit you. And he went to try to do dirty deeds on on Zane. And Zane's like, whoa, what are you doing, man? I was trying not to fucking hurt you. And he's like, I don't give a shit. I'm the lunatic fringe. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Money in the Bank, June 19th. Uh, Alberto Del Rio versus Zack Ryder. Uh, I think you can probably figure out who 
didn't win here? I don't think it was. Um, it wasn't Zack Ryder, was it? No. Uh, Long Island, I see Zack Ryder tapped like a little bitch. That's. Yeah. Sounds about right. He does his job well, being a jobber. He did the job. Um, after that, we got the Dudley boys. They're going to fight Enzo and Big Cass. Oh, wait, no. That was... Um, yeah, that'll be on Raw. But um, uh, first, Enzo comes out, and uh, let me think of how this goes. <laughs> uh... My name is Enzo Amore, and I am a certified G and a bona fide stud. And that might have been backwards. I don't remember. No, that sounds about right, actually, I think. He eats that. And this here is Big Cass, and he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, realest guys in the room. How you doing? And, uh, so they got in a ring, and, uh, the Dudleys came out, and they started talking shit, it's like, uh, a bunch of New Yorkers here, uh, with, with, with Bubba, it's like, hey man, what the fuck, you a piece of shit, hey, y'all goddamn mother, yo, pizzeria, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Enzo's like, well, we got a couple haters. We got a couple haters. Yeah, I mean, you, you're fucking bald and ugly and shit. And you know what? You look like you've been to a couple too many pizzerias. If you know what I'm saying. I mean, you look like you just drink pizza every second. You fat motherfucker. You know what? Devon, you are a sack of shit. You look like... You need to get new glasses because those look like something a homosexual would wear. And I would never say that on SmackDown, but I just said it because that's what you are. And no, he didn't say that. But Devon was like, oh, my brother, testify. I will whoop your ass. And uh, Big Cass, your ass. Uh, I'm still here. And I haven't said anything, but I'm going to, so y'all just keep talking shit, and I'm going to stand here looking tall. And, uh, the Dudley boy's like, you know what, we're not going to fight you tonight because fuck it, ECW rules, I'm out, we'll fight on Raw. And, uh, then Big Cass says, so you're running away, you're running away, well that means... There's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. F-U-C-K. Oh, S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Or you can spell out cunt, too. That would have been good. C-U-N-T. Cunt. Anyway, they, they leave, and... Enzo and Cass are like, yeah, we're from New York, fuck everything, and then they leave, and then you got United States Champion Rusev versus Kalisto in a rematch, and Rusev destroys Kalisto. As he would. I mean, he puts him in the 
the camel clutch of all camel clutches and bends him so far backwards that Kalisto is eating out of his own ass. Oh, God. He bent him so far that fucking Iron Sheik actually mentioned it on Twitter. Oh, God. It probably has something to do with the fact that that Rusev keeps mentioning making people humble with it. So, so Iron Sheik has been talking about it on Twitter now. Iron Sheik versus Rusev, WrestleMania. Book it. Make it happen, folks. I wish Iron Sheik could still walk. He is in awful condition. Physically. I mean, not he's not, like, dying or anything, but... He needs, like, 5,000 surgeries. Uh, yeah, Sheik's and Sheiky Baby's not doing too good. Uh, so, after that, um... Oh, yeah, after he beat the shit out of, uh, Kalisto, he was like, Rusev! Fuck! What? <laughs> and Rusev proceeds to try to fuck Kalisto. Oh, my God! <laughs> then Titus O'Neil shows up, and he's like, Yo, motherfucker, guess who's back? I ain't never grabbing, uh, Vince's arm again, because... He's an evil white man, and he will suspend me. So fuck that guy. But you know what, Rusev? I'm, 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 I'm a freaking Titus O'Neil. I'm going to fuck you up, so you leave Kalisto alone. <laughs> Lord of Gators, bitch. And, uh, yeah, apparently they're going to do something in the future, those two together. I would um, think so, after all that. Yeah. Natalia versus Dana Brooke. And, uh, they show some shit with Ric Flair again and whatever. And, uh, anyways, Natalia locks in the sharpshooter. Charlotte attacks her from behind. Um, yeah. They, uh, Natalia manages to get up, manages to put. Charlotte and the sharpshooter but then uh, Dana Brooke attacks her and so yeah uh, Natalia basically just got her ass kicked and she lost the match I'm sorry Natty uh, yeah so we got Breeze Dango or Breeze Ango whatever you want to call it versus Golden Truth and because uh, this is actually happening folks says it's happening. Uh, they lost again, Golden Truth. Uh, of course they did. Which, by the way, uh, Gold Dust is sticking around. Because uh, people were wondering if he was leaving too, and he tweeted, and he's like, don't believe what you hear, hashtag in my prime, hashtag Golden Truth, hashtag fuck you, hashtag uh, Green Bay Rules, I don't know. But yeah, he's he's sticking around. Uh, well, good because I think we need all the talent we can keep now. Yeah. So Seth Rollins returns to SmackDown. Um, he comes to the ring. He's like, "Wow, guys, man, uh, this is a hell of a reaction." It's like, "Whoa, I can't." 
I mean, is it just me or did you guys fucking miss me? I think you guys fucking miss me. Yeah, I fucking miss me, man. Because <laughs> I'm Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> fuck you. And fuck you. And fuck you. And fuck you. I don't need any of your fucking help. Because I am Seth freaking Rollins. I will rebuild. I will reclaim. I will fuck shit up. Because I can't remember my lines. God damn it, I am Seth freaking Rollins. Roman Reigns is a hoe. And I am gonna fuck him up. <laughs> you miss doing it, Seth Rollins, don't you? His voice is amazing. I love doing it. He sounds so slimy and, and dirty. Sounds like a bastard. <laughs> I am CrossFit Jesus. Is that his Twitter handle? Uh, it's his nickname. I don't know. Yeah, I could name. swear I've no, I've heard that before. Oh, by the way, did you notice he's fucking yoked as fuck now? Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he's he's never been in bad shape, but uh, when he came back. He looked like he put on like twenty five pounds of muscle. Oh, it's got to support his knees. Got to support him now. So, so anyway, he's like, "Fuck y'all!" Gets out. Um, Miz versus Miz versus Cesaro in an intercontinental title match. Um, Cesaro and Miz had a great match. Um, however, naturally. Uh, Shit happened. Miz uh, untied one of the the corner protectors of the turnbuckle, and uh, eventually he was able to smash Cesaro's face in it right as he looked like he was about to win. And then he, uh, I I don't remember if he just rolled him up or if he went for the. I think he actually did do the skull crushing finale. Either way, he won and Cesaro lost. Well, that helps build up, uh, you know, Cesaro to, you know, be a Money in the Bank winner. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was uh, that was the rest. Of the, that was SmackDown. That was it. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of well, Beyond the Men. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and send us all the comments and all the emails that you can pertaining to the show going forward. Uh, your thoughts on Cody Rhodes, the brand split, and is there going to be a women's Money in the Bank match? I heard that there's supposed to be one. That'd be interesting. That would be very interesting to see, and I don't know who would win it. Um, maybe Sasha, but, but I don't know. I guess it's Apparently all a matter she of just could cuss. Yeah, because her head bashed into some referee's knee or something. Yeah. It should be interesting as we go forward, but that's going to do it all for this week's episode of the show. And again, like, subscribe, comment, and send us emails. All of us here, have a great Memorial Day weekend. All of us here, we'll see you then.
Yeah, so the brand split's gonna happen. It's, hopefully, it's, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. I hope that this is a good thing. And that it's not just trying to rekindle the lost magic. Cause that is something that WWE has been trying to do for the last five years is rekindle the old magic and a lot of people booed the Rocket Mania this year. Let's just put it that way, old magic. That's gonna do it for the news. There wasn't a lot of news, but we do have an editorial from one of our listeners. I'm going to read it out. It's a long one, so hold on to your seats. <sighs> I have been watching wrestling in the, from the early 90s to 2000s on the WWF WE Network for 9.99. I thought to myself, man, it was great watching wrestlers like The Undertaker, Stone Cold, Bret Hart, etc., etc. I was wondering if it was simply nostalgia or something else that draws me to their talent pool of the past rather than the current. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the product that is the wrestling is better today than it was back then. And don't get me started on the Attitude Era. I can't stand it. But then it draw- dawned upon me. At any given moment in the early to mid-90s, WWE had more stupid superstars per capita than it has today, or the recent, say, 10 years. With the stupidly high instances of injury and piss-poor booking, you only have three top guys, Cena, Reigns, and possibly Rollins. All the other contenders are top-tier mid-carders at best, only being showcased because WWE doesn't have an option. It shows a disconnect and a lack of drive to beat the competitive, the competition of today's wrestling market. Say what you will about Alex, say what you will, Alex, about CM Punk, but he may have had a point. Recently, being corroborated by Ryback and now Cody, there is a problem, a serious problem. I give Vince all the credit and respect in the world, but I think it's time for him to step back for the sake of As long as it takes to get what's rightfully
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.